Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Happy Friday. How are you doing? How's all the things? How's all the things coming for you? What are you up to? Are you looking forward to the weekend? Are you ready to roll? You're like, let's do this. I'm super excited. Okay, Friday Live. All the questions. If you have questions for me, let me know. Type them in the comments. I Look how nice my list of questions are. I'm anything if not super organized, right? Okay, first things first. Before I get to the questions, I just recorded a video for the Courageous Life Society women, gals. I love gals. I love the word gals. And we are doing a Courageous Confidence Challenge. And it got me, I'm just, it's a 14 minute video or 15 minute video or something like that. And I'm crying with gratitude. I'm overcome by inspiration from these women who are doing the things every day to change their lives. In the Courageous Life Society, we talk a lot about consuming information, thinking about change, thinking about our lives, watching courses, watching me do training videos in the Courageous Life Society, and How then do we actually apply it? So many of us consume. We think about things intellectually. We wrestle with them. We read books, which I'm going to talk about today. We do all of the things at an intellectual level. And then we understand what is required of us to apply that information And so in the Courageous Life Society, we're actually doing the work to apply the information, apply all that we're learning. It is not something, it's not an exercise in, oh, I'm going to think about this. It's like, we're going to do it. So we are doing a challenge. We're going to pick one thing that scares us every day and do it. Pick the one thing you think you cannot do and do it. And as I say, like courage and courageous confidence might look like doing the most fearful thing, the most scary thing. Theo and I are very into the world's toughest race. I cry at each one. It's so inspiring to watch like Team Unbroken. There two are veterans. One lost her hearing in an attack. One is a father who has Alzheimer's and his kids. So the stories are so inspiring and so big and beautiful and bold. But here's the the message. Yes, watch it. It's incredible and you will be inspired. But our acts of courage do not need to look like we go and and inner Bear Grylls world's toughest race. Is that how you say his name? I think so. We're just going to go with that this morning. It is your courage, your everyday courage looks like doing The everyday things that you have been avoiding because you're afraid, because 
it makes you feel shame and disappointment. I talk about trying to get Theo to eat something other than peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. He is a vegan at this point. He eats veggies, fruit, and peanut butter sandwiches. And I feel shame over that. I'm not going to lie or disappointment or I'm embarrassed by that. Why? Because I was trained. <laughs> As I said, there's a special place in hell for someone like me who gave, like I got out of graduate school and my job, one of the parts of my job was to train parents on how to provide behavioral interventions for their children. And I thought, of course you do it. Of course it's easy to train your children. And then I met children. There is a special place in hell for people who, I love the baby, Jenna, yes, who think that they can tell parents what to do when they are not parents themselves. So, but that's, that's off topic. That's not what we're going to talk about. But what we are doing is doing the thing that makes us feel the feelings. So what we are doing is confronting the feelings that we have been trying to avoid. Fear is an emotion for you. Overwhelm, disappointment, discouragement, shame, pain. These are emotions and you can learn that any, you can address any emotion. None of those emotions will kill you. And the more work you can do to feel the feelings and do the thing anyway, take action. You know, we do the tear process, our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, our results. And we understand that we do not run from our feelings. We do not hide. We do not avoid. We do not distract. We do not resist. If you have more information about how we process our feelings, I did it yesterday. And I am so proud of that. I'm okay to say I'm so proud of something because I believe that our work, the deep work that we do in our lives is to learn how to feel our feelings, learn how to accept our feelings and meet ourselves on the other side. So when you learn how to feel fear or shame or all the negative emotions that you have been hiding from for probably your whole life, like the, mo the best of us. You are like, I can do this. Oh, Lisa, you are so, Lisa, you, you are so lovely. You've got this. You have a life. Lisa has a life. Lisa shows up without, like, she might feel afraid. I don't know. Lisa, do you feel afraid? Probably. You, you practice at this. And also, we know that the more we do this work, the more we feel the fear and still do the thing the more we don't allow the primitive part of our brain to stop us, to say, oh, sister, not today. You don't look, your hair doesn't look great, or I don't know what comes up for you. What thoughts come up for you that stop you from doing the thing? What thoughts do you have that create the emotion of fear of, of not good enough, of comparison, of, of dis? displeased, like empathy, apathy, or empathy, what makes you feel, what thoughts come up for you? And then what action do you take as a result? So I really want to encourage you to explore that and to know that you can still do the thing. And with practice, with practice, it will become less of, of, of a step. You guys know, before I started doing, before the pandemic, 
And I started doing videos. So you guys know this is a recent development in my business. I would <gasps> hyperventilate. I would need a script. Now you guys know, here's my script. But here's how unscripted I am. And half of these are not even related to the questions I've received. One, one's a phone number. <laughs> so I want you to know that the more you practice, the better you get. And here's the other thing that I told my sweet little Courageous Life Society sisters is that it doesn't matter what, it really doesn't matter what action you take. It is in the, in the work of, of identifying your thoughts and emotions and actions. You meet yourself. You've come to realize and remember who you are. You see yourself. You become more of who you are as you get to know what your brain is doing in response to all the feelings that come up for you while you are doing hard things. And here's what I also want to tell you. While you were doing the work, so so often I was one heck of a courageous person. I, if I say so myself, I moved to France, didn't speak a lick of French, hadn't taken a French class, but I thought I'll figure it out. I paid a lot of money for Le Cordon Bleu. Also, can we just say that people love to have opinions about what you've done? I was saying how I enrolled in the court on blue and I was so proud of myself. And yes, I had no skills to my name. No, no, like no knife skills. No. And someone said, well, if you pay the money, of course they would take you. Well, please do not keep your opinions to yourself. But I, right. We understand that people's thoughts are their own thoughts. And then I do not have to have an emotional reaction to what someone else says to me. Yes. They probably wanted my money. But I learned so much, like I was courageous. I took courageous action. I learned so much about myself. I got little Henry when he was two weeks old, his picture for his passport and his visa to move to London. We do courageous things. And for so long, I was like, where is that woman who did outrageous things, moved abroad, didn't know the language, didn't know the people, like just did it anyway. Where is she? She was always inside of me, always there with me. I just had to remember the feeling. And so that is one of the, the, the work we're doing this month is to, to practice the feeling of courage. Remember that, memorize it. It's like that muscle memory in our bodies. And we will get back to that. And we recognize who we were who we are now and who we are meant to be, who we know we are in the future, we're all the same. We're one and the same. We're the same person. And so we live in that. We live in all of ourselves. And that is the work that when you do something consistently, when you challenge yourself consistently, you meet yourself. You meet the 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 previous version of you, the future version of you, and you recognize and know that you create your reality by your thoughts and emotions. You create the results you want by your thoughts and emotions and action you take, but it all rests 
in your emotion, right? Like you can do this. Courage is the emotion that we should all have and that we should all be and do. Jenna, I love you so much, right? Like we, courage is the emotion that will get us the things that we need in life that will stop us from feeling the fear and shutting down and hiding. What is that Marianne Williamson quote? You guys know I make up quotes, right? Like your greatest fear, your deepest fear is not that you are inadequate, but you, that you are a wild success. You're afraid. We are afraid of success. We keep ourselves small. I just butchered that, but you get the point, right? So what if you could learn to feel and memorize the feeling of courageous confidence? And here's what I want to tell you in the Courageous Life Society. We talk about this is that I believe courage is the precursor to confidence. You will not always have the the thoughts, the feeling of confidence, like, bam, I got this. Hold my drink, here I go. That's a little early, it's 9.10, and I'm already like, hold my drink. But what you can evoke and, and, and produce in yourself is courage. Feeling all the feelings, feeling them, not stuffing them down and acting anyway, that is courage. That is what courageous confidence becomes because courage begets confidence and more confidence beget like gets us more, gets us more like courage. It's, it's the chicken and an egg. Oh my gosh, Jenna, thank you. That we are powerful beyond all measure. (laughs) That Marianne woman, what if we are powerful beyond measure and we have spent our whole lives being afraid? This gets me choked up. Because I think about how many of us don't live our full and beautiful lives because we are afraid. I've been crying all day. I started my crying with the the toughest race. Theo's, you know, patting my head. But the stories of inspiration blow me away. And we have that available to us all. And what if you could live and and be like, yes, this is who I am. I feel all the feelings. I feel all the things. And I am showing up. I am present for my children, even though I'm deeply afraid of raising them. <laughs> right? Who Who's not? I am present to my marriage, even though it is hard and scary. And all the things I am present in my work in my in my life because I know I am meant for more. I am called to share messages of hope and inspiration and goodness and courage, right? Oh, Jenna, all the things to you. Okay, so so nothing in on my list have we talked about and we are 15 minutes in. I love it, but I want you to understand and believe that you are worth all the work. You are worth the courage and the confidence because you are worthy now. You do not need anything outside of you to prove to yourself that you are worthy. You don't need 
anybody to say anything to you. You don't need to get more money. You don't need a circumstance to change. You don't need your situation to change, to recognize that you are deeply and completely worthy. You deserve to live a life full of courage and confidence. You do. Okay. Oh, okay. So um, someone asked, uh, oh, oh, I talked maybe two days ago. I don't, I just, I make up days too, right? Like it's just all thoughts um, about what we do to rest. Because so much of our work that we do in our life is as moms, as, as working women, doesn't matter, as men, as it is, a, it is a cognitive roller coaster, roller coaster, roller coaster, I sound like Theo, roller coaster. We are called to think, to perform, to think, to perform. And we don't, so we'll avoid emotions by hiding and we call it rest. And we do not understand the true nature of rest, why rest is so important. I did not understand this until I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition that required me to fully and, 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 and understand rest and define rest for myself. Because for so long, I hid from my emotions by watching, right? We distract, watch Netflix. Oh, a good meal is rest. It is rest. If the emotion and the thoughts behind it feels restful, that you are choosing it. So I've asked people to write down 10 things that they do for relaxation, for rest, for fun, that fill them up versus knowing that they're hiding and how you know the difference, right? I rest by reading books. I'm going to talk about the books. I rest by taking walks. I rest by calling friends, sending messages, dancing with my children. Like I want you to think about the ways that your body rests. And I will say this. I rest by watching British comedy shows with my husband. Okay? Listen to this. But I also hide by watching British comedy shows during the day. Just going to say it. Feeling all the feelings, can't figure something out in my business or my kids are just exhausting me. That's a thought, right? We see it. Okay. And I watch a show in the middle of the day. It's for rest and it's also a hiding technique. So I really want you to think... Write your list of 10 things that are go-to. You guys know I use emotional freedom technique. Um, and that's a way of, of, of deep rest for me. It's, it's could be meditation. Yoga is another way that I, I, I fill myself up versus like hiding away from my emotions. So really think about that. Um, okay. So then um, another question was, why do I feel like a fraud all the time? Oh, sweet sisters. Also, thank you for sending in your questions. You email me, hello at jessicastar.com. If you have questions, you can, I don't know, send me a message on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. Um, so 
uh, and this person said, I feel like a fraud in everything. Being a parent, never going to be as good of a parent. Because then I followed up. Tell me what thoughts you have that create the emotion of fraud, of imposter. What, What thoughts are really fueling that? Everyone else has it all together. I, you guys, I love the power of social media so that I can connect with you and you can connect with me. But we also see untruths. I do my best to always show you the real, the real life, the real. You know, I have, I do not re-record videos on the Instagram. Or I mean, I do this live, right? I'm like open a prayer. I do not have time to re-record. So you get the raw and unfiltered me always. And that is always a promise. And that is a principle in my business, in my life, so that you see the reality of doing this work, of being this work. So, so when you have the thought, everyone else has it all together, the emotion, shame, And the action you take from that, right? We're doing that tear process. It's lashing out, it's controlling, it's trying all the things, it's hustling harder to feel worthy. It's not working. She said that um, she's not a good enough, I don't feel like a good enough wife. Again, shame, fraud. You know, I, when I was in graduate school, I, the first semester, I was, done. I was quitting. I no longer was the smartest person in the room. And it was like, that's it. I am the most ridiculous person in the room. I'm quitting. And then one of my professors was like, oh, sweetheart, here is an article, not like condescending. Sorry, that might have sounded condescending. Here's an article about their crisis of confidence we face as women in graduate school. But it's not just graduate school, sweet friends. We face a crisis of confidence now at all. I mean, like, I want you to think about the times in your life where you felt truly competent or confident. Are you in a crisis of confidence right now? And what does that mean? And what thoughts? Because to me, feeling like a fraud is is the opposite of courage or confidence. It's the flip side of that. So what we do in this work, are you ready for this? Is let's say um, shame. We'll just go with the emotion of shame, right? So the thought you have, I'm terrible at being a mom. I'm terrible at be doing life. So, so you feel that and you get, you will take action. Your action could be lash out, try to be better at being like trying to take, forcing new action or, or sweet friends, you could Do the five steps to feel your feelings, feel the shame, be like, okay, bring it, sisters. I'm ready 
to avoid feeling the shame. I think people are better than me. Shame, shame. You're going to feel it. You're not going to distract. You're not going to avoid it. You're going to feel it. Five steps from yesterday. Name it, locate it, breathe into it. Nope. Name it, locate it, give it a color, breathe into it. And then on the other side of that shame, so you've felt it. So we, it goes, you felt it. When we actually start to feel our feelings, they aren't, we're not walking around with this backpack of unprocessed feelings, not weighted down and saying like, oh, I'm always going to be full of shame. So you come, you've done the five steps, you arrive at a new thought. I'm figuring this out. I'm worth figuring this out, right? So you then start a new tear process. I'm figuring out all the things. I'm doing this. I'm, I, I'm. So then when you have the thought, I'm figuring this out, your emotion is like commitment. I don't even think we need that positive emotion. We need a neutral emotion. Commitment, confidence, courage. Do you like how I did that? Um, and then what action do you take from the thought, I'm figuring this out, the emotion of courage? Your action would be like forward motion action. You're feeling afraid, you're feeling afraid, you do it anyway. So I really want you to think about that experience and think about how you can use this terror process to not avoid your feelings, but to feel them. Okay, so I want you to then, okay. So uh, let's see, yeah. I'm not as good as others, shame. She said she kept looking around at others. She'd look at social media more. She would hide. Uh, excuse me, I'm just on a call, buddy. You know this is real life. So she would keep, she would look around, shame, look around. See what other people are doing. Hide, do all the things. That's what would happen and her result would be Still not as good as others. You can come here. Theo is, oh, he's naked. Okay, probably not. Okay, go get some clothes on. <laughs> this is, the fun never ends here. Um, when you're doing a live video, your child shows up naked, but he had great hair. So that's all that matters. So I want you to think about the result. We know our, our thoughts are always hitting our at our results. So we're just doing this work. We're looking at how this works. We're looking at the ways that this is showing up in our life. And so I want you to really think, why don't you think you can change? What is it right now? Like when a, this, this person that wrote to me said, I wanna stop comparing myself to others. What is preventing you from doing that? Most likely it is avoiding your feeling. And to say like, there are other people out there, but they cannot make me feel how I feel. I choose my emotions. 
And once we do the work to recognize that, and please know that this is like, you don't do it once and it suddenly goes away. We are confronting habitual patterns in our life over and over again. So we are doing this work and noticing what our brains supply us and then just be like, okay, we've got this. We can do this. So someone asked um, what, how to put overwhelm in the tear process. I had um, done a session yesterday about our feelings. And I think so many feelings um, that come up right now. Um, Jenna, thank you. <laughs> right? Why, why wouldn't you be naked? It's just the best. Or my emotion is sweet, sassy. My thought is sweet, sassy, why are my children not unsupervised, right? And my emotion is annoyance. So really thinking, you can run this tear process for anything. Someone asked me, like, what kind of work do you do in coaching? I'm like, cognitive behavioral interventions can apply to everything. So I work with couples. I, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Like, you can do work around um, my, my dear friend, is now a sleep coach in cognitive behavioral interventions. You, this work, what you do in this work applies to every business, parenting, personal goals. There is like, you know, I use CBT interventions to help people change their relationship with food and getting healthy. In two weeks, I have a podcast coming out about how to use CBT with autoimmune conditions or cognitive behavioral coaching. Um, I do it with productivity, relationships. So, so you can run literally this process. Now, you know I've adapted. I've created the tear process based on cognitive behavioral interventions, but you can run it on anything. Because our emotions, we, we all have emotions, and we can understand the thoughts that are driving those emotions. So someone asked me to run the tear process with overwhelm. And of course, I was like, great. Well, what thought is fueling the emotion of overwhelm? What did she say? I can't get it all done. I can't, let's just say do this for the sake of, I can't do this. What? I feel overwhelmed. I can't do this all. I can't get it all done. You feel overwhelmed. So what do you do? Me? I give up. Don't know about you. I mean, do we, do you give up? Do you say, okay, do you try force it? Do you force the all the things you buckle down you're going to try harder it's going to be harder you're going to panic more so what and then what result do you get when you're in overreaction you know that we have three types of action forward motion action in action which could look like con consuming information as well or we have overreaction fuel I'll do all the things. So you have three types of action and you identify when you feel overwhelmed, what action do you take from that place? 
So I, I, this person took overreaction and the result was, I can't do it all. Still not doing it all. Because we are unwilling to feel our emotion. We are unwilling to feel, just feel overwhelmed, process it, meet yourself on the other side. So this person then did the work to feel the five steps. We did that over, if you guys ever have any questions for me, send me a Instagram like message or video. I love it. Um, so on the other side, she felt the feeling, did the five actions to feel a new and think a new thought on the other side. That's step five. She was like, I'm handling this or I can handle this. And you know, you guys, when our, when we can't get to the thought we want, we ladder our thoughts up. So this work seems super simple, right? It's actually quite nuanced. So we're going to ladder our thoughts, but her brain could believe I'm figuring this out. I'm handling this. One day, I believe it's possible that I will have it together. Oh, Lisa, we got this. Oh, we're going to do this. Okay, but let me, let me focus. I'm handling this, or I believe it's possible to handle this. How do you feel when you're like, I'm, I got this. Boom. I'm handling this. Right? We want probably a neutral emotion or like a, I act out my emotions. So often I will draw my emotion because like, boom, I got this. Shimmy, emotion of shimmying, right? Or fun or excitement. We're just like, what? Competence. Instead of drawing a shimmying person, you're welcome. The action you take is one of you set up your Instagram account and you're like, no biggie, I got this. You're like, if you say I can figure this out and you feel competent, you will, what? The result will be figure it out. You're gonna take action. You're gonna like go onto the Instagrams and figure, like it's amazing what our thoughts do to us. When we go from overwhelm to Maybe not competence or confidence, but like committed commitment to take action to figure it out. Boom. I love a good tear process. Um, okay, so really thinking through, but this requires us to feel all of our emotions and not run from them, not feel shame about them not distract from them, not resist them, not overreact to them, but actually feel those emotions so that you can run an intentional tear process, that you can create an intentional tear model for your brain. Oh, oh, I got this. And then you're like, yeah, kick butt feelings. Yes. As you guys know, um, one of my thoughts, super inappropriate at 9.30 a.m. is like, hold, I got this, hold my beer, hold my drink. I'm doing this. I love that. Like, I'll figure it out. I got this. So really thinking about, and you know, at the beginning of this, we talked about feeling the emotions, practicing the emotion of courage or, or kick butt or shimmying so much so 
that it becomes, you memorize it. It's like that muscle memory. Like you don't forget how it feels to ride a bike. It's been like a hot minute, 15 years since I've been on a bike. Got on the bike, rode it. It's that muscle memory. <laughs> it's the muscle memory. So when, the, so when we come back to needing to feel courage, we're like, oh, I know what this feels like. I got this. I can do this. So think about that. Think about your, your feelings, all of them, the feelings you want to have. Um, okay, so I think we've, we've covered it all, except um, what are you reading right now? I love that. It was so cute. I get confused at how to know who sent me some messages. The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Um, again, you guys are writing down your list of 10 things that you do to rest. Actually rest, not hide. And how they make you feel. So how, so I don't know, this might not be a rest book though. Let me drink my drink. I will tell you why. Because it's so emotionally powerful. No, it's a rest book. I'm, I'm kidding on that. But it is, oh my heavens, the vanishing half. Um, if you, my friend, Nora Shank, where is she? Nora's over here, wrote The Measure of Success, Uncovering the Biblical Perspective on Women, Work, and the Home, Sweet Sassy. Nora Shank. This is incredible. And if you are like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to think about work. I'm ready to think about, like, as we said, discovering my purpose in life. And it's both. It can be all the things. It can be momming. It can be not momming. It can be like, this is women work in the home. Okay. And then the last one, and then my 20 minute video, 40 minutes, not bad if I'm honest here is, okay. So I just finished this book and I'm on to Hallelujah Anyway by Anne Lamott. Guys, oh my heavens. And you know, I've already read this book. This is Anne, um, uh, Anne is one of those authors that make you weep in, in everyday saying she's so, her book is um, so beautiful. And this is like, hallelujah. We are living our lives right now in an unprecedented time. I can't say ever say that word. We do not know what is around the corner we don't know what our lives look like. Will we get coronavirus? Will our kids get coronavirus? Will they stay in school? Will they not? Will How will virtual schooling go? Will I be enough? Is this working? We do not know. We do not have the answers to any of those questions. But what we can say is hallelujah anyway, right? We can feel gratitude and thankfulness for the life that we have right now. And I think that that is what is so powerful about coaching work, what's so powerful about this experience is that you can say, here I am, here's what I'm feeling, here's all the truths about me right now. 
and I love myself. I love myself enough to know that there is more for me. I accept all that I am and know that I can be more. You guys know I'm a fan of acceptance and commitment therapy, right? And so I really believe that we are doing this work not because we aren't good enough now, but we know there is more. We are good and worthy now, and we know we can take that to another level. So, oh my heavens, I don't, that's not. So I really want to hear what books you guys are reading. I love new book recommendations. I read all the time. I love it. And I really want you to consider, like, again, write down that list. What are you going to do for rest? And how are you going to feel your feelings this week? Okay, sweet friends, questions? Love them. Please send them in. Um, let me know. I hope you all have a great and courageous week. I'm so grateful. Happy day. Happy Friday. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.